Pop Radio. the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin. And uh, the last show I played the Munsters. In this show I'm playing the Adams Family. Now I remember watching as a kid, the Adams Family I think was on Sundays, if I'm not mistaken. Either that I saw it in reruns. And I think the Munsters was on maybe twice a week. I remember watching that too. I liked them both. I, of course, I think I, I do prefer the Munsters if I have to, uh, if I have to watch one, but I uh, certainly enjoyed both. They were both, uh, both funny, different, you know, I'm, uh, instead of Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman, with the Munsters, you had some odd characters like Uncle Fester and Grandmama, who was supposedly a witch. And Gomez was weird, and then, of course, Lurch was, uh, you know, like Bigfoot meets Frankenstein. So they were different, and uh, I liked them both. Uh, Thing and Cousin It, remember? <laughs> Cousin It, I liked him. Um, so they were, they were both good and funny. And uh, years ago, I think it was TV Land used to do a, a marathon. Adam's Family versus Monsters. They'd play, like, both. And you called in to vote. I think they did this for a couple, three years. You called in to vote to see which one was you liked better. And I think the Munsters did win, but not by much. It was pretty close. So, um, like I say, I liked them both and uh, enjoyed them both and still do. Still do watch them. And um, they remade uh, Munsters several times and made a couple monster movies with the original cast and a couple monster movies with the new cast and of course the Adams Family Adams Family Values and all that they made I think three but I'm not sure I know two Adams Family movies uh, you know uh, contemporary ones so still very popular and um, and very fun to watch this Halloween Trick or treat? Which one do you want? Or do you want both? I want both, master. Okay, Igor. <laughs> yeah, trick or treat. It's Halloween season. We got the World Series going on. Now, I'm going to talk about my Celtic sports fans. And I'm not happy. They are not looking good. They barely... Okay, they looked good the first game against the Sixers. They won by 18. They kind of went back and forth. Went back and forth a little bit, and they finally won by 18. I thought, oh, they look good. They uh, they lost to Toronto, which was a good game to the last minute. And then they barely beat the Knicks, who were terrible. And then they lose at home to Orlando, who I don't even think is going to make the playoffs. So um, Brad Stevens says they're not as good as we think they are, I guess. He told us. Well... You know, I like Brad Stevens. I think he's a great coach. But why is he taking all the accolades when things are good and when things get bad? He says, well, I told you we're not that good. You should be effing good. You got Kyrie Irving. You got Gordon Hayward. You made it to the finals last year without two of your best players. And then you shit your pants in the, in the, in the finals against LeBron. 
They were missing Kevin Love, and you couldn't beat him at home. God, that pissed me off. Oh, I wanted to, oh. If I could have just thrown something at that TV, I would have. I was so ticked. Perfect chance to beat him. Game seven, at home. They don't have Kevin Lug, Love. Lug. Kevin Love, he's in concussion protocol. And you can't beat him. You lose to him at home. Oh, that, that, that really, really ticked me off. It did. So they better wake up. What I'd really like to see them do, I think he plays too many guys. You know, anybody will tell you that's ever played in sports, especially basketball, which is five guys on the floor at once, and you do need a break. But when you get in a rhythm and a coach pulls you out, you're getting out of your rhythm. You go back in, you're out of your rhythm most of the time. I think he plays too many guys. I mean, they do go eight deep, maybe nine, pretty solidly. But he's playing eight, nine, ten guys, which is okay. I think you should stick with pretty much seven, and maybe an eighth or ninth guy plays at the end of the, of the game. But he's shuffling guys in and out of there, and I just don't think they can get a rhythm. I think they got a better rhythm last year because they were missing Haywood and Kyrie Irving, and they, got, uh, they had to play these seven or eight guys. Now they've got about nine. What I'd like to see them do is take maybe uh, Jalen Brown, who I really like, but you can't trade Tatum. He's unreal. And and get but but I would take Jalen Brown and a couple of the guys from the bench, Ojale or um, the kid from Kentucky that can shoot, Rozier, Terry Rozier the third, and maybe a draft pick. I would take like three, maybe four players and a draft pick, and I would offer up to get Jimmy Butler maybe, because then you'd have Jimmy Butler, Gordon, Hay and I would play seven or eight guys. I don't think this is going to work out. They don't look good, like they're gelling at all. They're not playing the help defense they used to play. They're turning it over. They're not moving the ball like they were. So, I don't know. Not happy here. College basketball will be starting up pretty soon. Uh, well, I was a little surprised Villanova's not even in the top 10, I don't think. I, I looked and I think they were even in the top 20. Here they won the championship the last two out of three years. And they got their coach back. They must have got some really good players from the last few years. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. The thing about, and this goes really, especially for college sports, it's the same teams pretty much. I know Gonzaga's up there in Duke and North Carolina. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm one for, I like to see the underdogs win once in a while. But I'm not sure that's going to ever happen. It doesn't happen very often. Teams like Butler and Wichita State, they get in the Final Four. And uh, the, the, the Loyola Chicago's, they get in the Final Four. But they get beat. Maybe they get beat at the buzzer or one or two points or in overtime. But they get beat. So you really don't have any Cinderella. You have Cinderella upsets, but you don't really have Cinderella's win in it. It's always still the Dukes and Villanovas and North Carolinas and Kansases. Kansas is ranked number one. So, I don't know. I just like to see a little bit more up here. And I'm not a socialist sports fan. I don't want to see, like, you know, everybody gets the ball and everybody gets a trophy. No, I don't, but I'd like to see some upsets. I'd like to see some teams from, you know, you know like <laughs> Georgia Western College of Donuts or something or University of Maine win. That's never going to happen, of course. Maybe they need to 
have a Division One, Division One A in basketball. Because when you're competing against 360 teams in Division One and only about 64 make it, I don't know, it doesn't seem, I won't say the word fair, but it doesn't seem fair, I'm going to say it. Uh, college football, uh, uh, Purdue upset Ohio State, and not just upset them, they kicked their ass by like 30 points, knocked them out, and Louisiana State moves up, Notre Dame moves up to number three, I'm a Notre Dame fan. The Fighting Irish. Leo the Leprechaun likes him. Oh, the Odefart Leprechaun. I love me Irish. Yeah, he loves his Irish. Maybe he'll go to a game sometime. We'll get him a ticket. This is the Toxic Wiseass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Your best place for talk radio. And one more sports update. The uh, Patriots do beat uh, Chicago. Gronk didn't go to the game or play and Sony Michelle is hurt but I guess it's a day to day they thought it might be something torn but uh, it's no no damage just sprain so hopefully he'll be back in two or three weeks and that's your sports update here on the Halloween special Toxic Wise Show on your Renegade Talk Radio Talk Radio quick movie uh, review update here um, saw the movie Night School with Kevin Hart and I really not a big Kevin Hart fan I think he's just a loud sawed off midget but uh, it was kind of funny not hilarious not knee slapping through the whole thing but a lot better than many of the so called comedies that are out there you know my view on that uh, do a comedy show which I did last week and you do an hour and a half show with uh, three or four other comedians and people expect to laugh pretty much the whole show there's no time for dead air and or quietness and uh, people pay their fifteen twenty dollars and they expect to laugh the whole show and and they should but when you go into a movie and you pay fifteen dollars or eight or whatever you pay a 90 minute movie really what's the odds of laughing more than really five or six times really hard you know but it was okay I give it a B minus uh, it started out slow, but it got kind of funny. There's also a movie called, uh, of course, I did Halloween. Hard to redo the wheel, remake the wheel, but it was pretty good. Uh, Michael Myers uh, chasing after uh, Jamie Lee Curtis 40 years later. Uh, she now looks like uh, her own grandmother from the original 78 movie. Um, there's also a movie called uh, Lover in the Attic I watched, and... Uh, very strange and I think it was based on a true story but a rich woman married a big fat rich guy older guy like 20 30 years older than her and she kept a rich boyfriend a handyman up in her attic for years as a secret I mean he could come out here and there and he wasn't tortured or anything but uh, you'll have to see it pretty good to give it a B and true story and well acted well done so I would recommend it, probably on, uh, well, it's a Lifetime movie, but you can probably see it on um, uh, Netflix or maybe rent it, called Lover in the Attic. So uh, that's, uh, that's the movies I'm going to review. Uh, I haven't, I'm going to watch Goosebumps. I saw the first one. This is a, another one, and it's kind of cute, kind of for kids and adults uh, for Halloween, Halloween special movie and I'll have more movies uh, to talk about uh, later on
here on the Toxic Wiser Show. Hey, did anybody win the $2 billion out there for Mega Millions? Well, I didn't. I did, however, win like 25 on Powerball and another 20 or so on Mega Bucks. Always happy to win those. I mean, I play the scratch-offs, but if you're really going to win the big bucks, because with a scratch-off, you can only win so much. Even a $25 scratch-off ticket has a limit of a million dollars. So you have to spend $25 on a ticket just to have a chance to win a million. Most $5 tickets, it's 100000 and $10 tickets is 250000 which is nothing to sneeze at. $20 tickets, I think, are $500,000. So, um, but to win the really multi-millions, you have to play Powerball or Mega Millions. Uh, Mega Box usually is around, could be half a million to 900,000, and on good uh, drawings, it's up to three or four million. So that's not bad either. You'll take it. But uh, we'll have to see if anybody wins the big pot. Check your numbers. I'm going to check mine. And sporting news here, the Boston Red Sox are up two games to none as uh, I am in the studio speaking. And they go to L.A. for three games, and we'll have updates on that. So, yeah, looking good. And uh, what's not looking good is a week before Halloween here in the great northeast New England, especially in the northeast Maine, we had snow. Now, I'm not talking a few flurries, and I'm not talking a few buggy inches. I'm talking about 7 to 10 inches in most areas. And it was wet, and it was heavy. Trees were coming down. Lines were coming down. And it's uh, a week until Halloween or so. Now, that is depressing, folks. I'm sorry. Technically, it's about two months before actual winter starts on December 22nd, I think, or 21st. Oh, my good God. Now, I, I'm i not a winter person. The couple good things about winter, well, three good things. It's basketball season, which I play and I watch, and that kind of helps. And although we do play outdoors in the summertime, number two, there's no humidity and there's no flies or bugs. But it uh, is, it is uh, kind of disturbing. Now, we've had this before where it snowed early, several inches. Then it melts, and really we won't get that much accumulation of snow until about uh, Christmas time. Last year, I think it was December 18th or 19th, 20th. Yeah, we hardly had any, if no snow, and then it, it came, and it... Uh, didn't leave until, well, April, middle of April. You never know. Now, sporting, supposedly, according to National Weather Service, NOAA, or whoever it is, and uh, they say it's going to be a warmer than usual winter here in the great northeast, New England. Well, didn't look like it today, because that wind, it looked like, like January 10th. It was a cold wind. It was a wet snow. It was blowing, and uh, a lot of the leaves are still on the trees. And we had our lawn mowed for the last time of the year. Yeah, and uh, so I guess we just beat the clock. 
because we had it mowed Sunday and here it is uh, on the Wednesday and we got this uh, powerful storm and could get another one as there's a, I guess another hurricane com coming up from Florida to the Gulf Coast and all the East Coast have to wait and see but anyways the kids may be trick-or-treating with snowshoes on won't that be something here in the great northeast this is the toxic wise that show i'm your host mark c chaplin and you're on renegade talk radio Remember the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Pound? Yeah. Hey, Baby Boomers, you remember that one? Baby Boomers and those who like the classics. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. And Linus gets a... Is it, no, Charlie Brown keeps getting rocks in his, uh, his uh, Halloween bag. I had pretty good luck. I'm not going to say I was a Charlie Brown. Maybe I couldn't kick the football like Charlie Brown couldn't kick it but uh, or I never had a Lucy who pulled the ball up while I was trying to kick it but uh, that's one of the classics that I loved in my family and my my nephews and my cousins we all younger and older we all love the uh, of course the Christmas Charlie Brown but especially it started off with uh, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown and Linus waits for the great pumpkin and gets Charlie Brown talked into waiting with him and it's kind of a disappointment but uh, yeah part of our Halloween lore here on the Toxic Wise Ass show and of course all the cartoons and shows had Halloween specials Fat Albert did too hey 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 I'm gonna scare you today I'm gonna sit on your head and that'll scare you you yeah. tell me you were gonna kill it yeah that's when Lucy <laughs> Lucy cuts up the pumpkin and Linus poops his pants. Yeah, and so on it didn't happen in that show where uh, somebody fudged their pants. But uh, I guess they couldn't do that back in the 60s and 70s. Then they started spinning off all kinds of Charlie Brown. You know, another Christmas special, a Valentine. It's Valentine's Day, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown must be like 80 by now. But anyways, uh, good, clean fun. And... Uh, I smile every time I see those. And they'll be coming up after Halloween. Like the Hallmark Channel starts playing their Christmas shows right after Halloween. It'll be Thursday. They take off the regular programming and they start showing Christmas shows right up until New Year's. And uh, like New Year's Day and beyond a few days. So you'll actually have about two months of uh, Christmas specials on there. And uh, other specials will come and go. Of course, it's a lot different now <coughs> because uh, you can go to YouTube and uh, DVD and the $5 bin or $2 bin at big box stores and get all these shows uh, either free or uh, watch them on YouTube or other services. And it's not like it used to be. Back in the day, we had to wait for these shows. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Of course, we'll be getting into that. Christmas shows uh, at Christmas. We'll have As uh, soon as we finish with our Halloween theme. And Turner Classic Movies is continuing to show classic movies. Boris Karloff. Bela Lugosi. And a bunch of different... Of course, every time I see Bella, I think Dracula. And every time I see Boris, I think Frankenstein. 
I just do. And Lone Chaney, of course, played them all. And actually, Boris Karloff mostly played Frankenstein. He did play the mummy once. Bela played uh, Frankenstein. And Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. He played Dracula. He played Dracula again, as all of Monsters did in the 1948 Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That was 48. And uh, that's when they horror movies started going towards more like The Thing from Outer Space and The Day the Earth Stood Still. So, kind of a change in uh, popular venue. And then, of course, the horror movies, the classics, came back in color, like I said, with the Hammer films. Dracula's Risen from the Grave and uh, Brides of Dracula, mostly with the same crew, Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers. <laughs> Clouseau. I think you're Dracula. No, Peter... Uh, well, what the heck's his name? Isn't that awful? Well, Christopher Lee played Dracula. And then you had, uh, they, I saw a special about the Hammer films, and they had what they called their, uh, their uh, crew, their stable. They used pretty much the same actors for uh, all the, all the uh, movies they made. Whether they mostly were in color, beautiful Technicolor, and really done scene with very nice vivid scenes and uh, music, theme music. So it was... You know, they were a lot more gory. Or Dracula, you never saw his fangs in the Bela Lugosi, Dracula. And with Christopher Lee, you saw them all the time, and with the other vampires. In the Dracula movie, you, no one had any fangs that you could see, anyway. <coughs> and I had that copy of that in black and white, 200-foot, 8-millimeter version. And uh, it was about 15 minutes, silent. And, of course, I added sound to it. I did the Dracula. Of course, Dracula didn't even talk that much in that movie. I think it was like 72 minutes. Most of it, he just walked around London biting people. <clears throat> but he did have confrontation with, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> with the people and Van Helsing who was trying to kill him. So, um, yeah, it's Halloween still here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. On Renegade Talk Radio. Happy Halloween. I hope you get some good candy if you go out trick-or-treating. Of course, like I said, the best day is the day after Halloween. If you can get to the big box stores and other stores, you can get yourself some pretty nice bags of candy for half price. Hey, speaking of Charlie Brown Christmas, I do a bit in my comedy routine. My gig, my bit, my shtick, where I have Bobcat Goldwaith as Charlie Brown. I'm going to kill that Lucy if she pulls the football away again. I'm going to rip her head off. <laughs> so you can imagine. Bobcat go Bobcat Goldwith. That's Charlie Brown. He's kind of been, uh, I think, directing. I don't know what happened to him. Um, you know. But uh, I liked him. He's kind of odd and out there. And that's just what we like here on the Toxic Wise Hat Show, as long as you're friendly. Now, there's been a <clears throat> continued scare about these uh, bombs that have been set out, pipe bombs, but they're all duds, I guess. I don't know. It's really sad. I was talking to somebody today in my family about... I remember growing up in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s when I started going to finish in college and teaching. And I uh, taught for over 20 years, 22 years. I even did comedy and radio while uh, coaching and teaching and refing. 
I was kind of divided. I really wanted to be in show business. I love uh, animation and horror and comedy, but I also loved uh, teaching. I loved history, English, and I loved sports, especially basketball. And uh, speaking of which, the Celtics came back from 16 down to win over Oklahoma City, who is now 0-4, I believe. Could be trouble there, but the Celtics, it's a nice comeback. They looked really lethargic, and then they played well in the second half. But anyways, getting back to um, Halloween trick-or-treat and all that, um, Bobcat Goldwaith was, uh, you know, he was really popular in the 80s. And uh, so I kind of I kind of really liked him, you know. He was just out there. And uh, I said, like I said, that's what we like here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. We like uh, that as long as you're, as long as you're nice. But the the pipe bomb thing, don't know what's going on. You know, we just have a lot of nuts in this country. And uh, you know, I have friends that are Yankee fans and Dodger fans and Laker fans, and they're they're <coughs> conservative and they're, they're super liberal and they're in the middle like me, kinda. And I know it's a cop out to say that. Uh, I'm more of a libertarian. We need a third party, which probably won't happen for quite a long time because uh, Republicans and Democrats have such a power hold on everything. And they're almost the same in many ways, which makes me sick because, you know, my feeling. I just don't like politicians. I just don't like them. It's innate in me. I'm not a communist. I'm not a socialist. It's a necessary evil. I see it like having to poop and pay taxes. Um... Well, I guess, if you, I guess if you're constipated, having to poop is a blessing. But anyways, it's a necessary evil. You can think of your own necessary e evils which pertain to you, what you think. But I'm just saying, um, I don't like politicians. Most of them are lawyers. And what do we think of lawyers? Would Shakespeare say, kill all the lawyers first? And uh, they're just kind of slime buckets. Greedy. And I wouldn't even mind... If they're greedy and they're selfish and they're, uh, you know, even a little underhanded, as long as they took care of their constituents. If you say you're going to lower taxes, lower them. If you say you're going to get people health care, get it for them. If you say you're going to stop this and do that, do it. Now, I know it's hard to get things done, but people would vote more and pay attention more and and be more involved with these GD politicians would do what they say they're going to do. That's why Trump got in, because they were just sick of the usual rhetoric. Now, he might turn into a regular politician. I might, I might not. You'll never know. But, um, you know, I don't know. We have to wait and see. It's been a couple of years. He's been okay. Uh, you know, we had the trouble at the border with uh, immigrants coming in, and that's a tough situation because you kind of feel sorry for them. But on the other hand, why do I have to go by the laws of the land? If I leave my house and I don't have my ID, my license, my registration, inspection, proof of insurance, I have to tell the cops where I'm going, where I've been, what I'm doing, and show them all my paperwork. But if I'm an illegal alien, oh, you can't profile them. I just, something wrong with that, isn't there? And then you go to Canada, and they give us a hard time on the American side about coming back into our own country. They act like the SS. I've seen movies where the SS was friendlier to people. They act like Barney Fife border guards. Let me see your registration, inspection. What are you doing? What'd you buy? Where'd you go? Are you ISIS? Are you going to blow up the country? 
No, I bought some chocolate cake at the uh, store in Canada. And some eggnog or something like that. There are a few things over there. Their candy's different, and it's... Uh, doesn't have wax in it. It's all pure candy. Candy's candy over there. Over here, they put wax in it to make it last longer. So Canadian candy is, tastes better. So I go over there and I buy some. But they don't want to let me back into my own effing country. The Stammstoffel, known as the SS or Gestapo, that's what they act like. Just really sad and stupid and ridiculous and unnecessary. <coughs> I'd like to see any immigrants from the north come to the south to get into the United States from Canada. Good luck. Like I said, they don't even want to let us back in. Our own, their own people. Are you going to put me up at the Canadian Holiday Inn until you decide you're going to let me back into my own effing country? A country that my family fought for for 200 years since the Civil War, pretty much. My father was in the Navy, all my cousins. We're in the service. I tried to get in, but I couldn't because I had a broken ankle from basketball in college. Tried to go to officer's candidate school. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's just ridiculous. So I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see. It may be uh, trick or treat after all because uh, it seems like it's, something's going to happen here soon. And it's still happy Halloween time, even though we've had freezing rain and snow several inches. It uh, it probably was, I guess we're, there's a nor'easter coming up from the south uh, on the coast. And uh, who knows? You never know. By the time the weather gets here, it either freezes to death or it's too tired to do anything. Uh, we do get some wind and maybe some snow and rain. Probably looks like mostly rain. But... Uh, Continuing with our Halloween theme, I watched a movie tonight on Turner Classic Movies, one of my favorite uh, networks besides the Sports Network and History Channel. And uh, they were showing uh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken, a classic that I remember going to many times and seeing many times over the year with uh, Don Knotts, also known as Barney Five. <laughs> Ghost of Mr. Chicken, I shit my pants. Yeah, you know, he was really scary. I mean, that was, you know, that was classic classic and they there was no dirty words in it no uh, like i just did uh which i don't do often here on the show i don't think i have to to prove a point or make a statement although for some people it's the way they do things but anyways it was a it's a classic you know he quit the andy griffith show to go on and make movies the word was from what i understood when he got done with the andy griffith show then they started going into color production he came back and did a few shows uh, that were really classics, too. I think like four where he came back uh, to Mayberry when the shows were in color and they had Howard Sprague and all those other characters that they had. But anyways, the word is that he left the Andy Griffith show because um, they were giving Andy bigger portions of the profits of the show and they, he didn't get the raise or the money that he felt he want, was supposed to get. So they uh, they stayed friends, but he went on to make movies. The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, Incredible Mr. Limpet, and Shakiest Gun in the West, which are all funny. He made a couple other ones that didn't do well that well, but uh, those were the funny ones. And, of course, at Halloween time, you got The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. I just remember going to that as a kid as many times as I, my 50 cents or 75 cents would take me. Uh, I think it came out in 66, 
So uh, it was really, you know, really good. It's, it's one you can keep laughing at uh, over and over. So on the lighter side of uh, scary times and Halloween, like uh, the Adams Family and the Monsters, you have the ghosted Mr. Chicken. And speaking of Barney Fife and Phil uh, Malou and Ghost of Mr. Chicken, um, got some quick movie reviews for you. There's a movie called Airstrike with uh, my main man. Now, so it's a Chinese movie, and it, they've been advertising it quite a bit. And uh, it's it's got Bruce Willis in it, but it's really strange because it's almost like, I think it's, it almost seems like it's his voice, but I don't know, it doesn't seem quite real. But it's a uh, story about the... Uh, Chinese Air Force that was helped by some American flyers. Uh, I think they were called the Flying Tigers. You know, I'm a history buff. And um, it's pretty good. And it's called uh, Airstrike again. And it's dubbed in. Uh, you can tell it's Chinese, but they're dubbing it into English. But it's okay. Really good special effects. And uh, if you're into history, uh, it's really, really good movie. And uh, so I would give it a B plus. And then there's another movie called Solace, about a guy in space. Not the normal uh, Martians or meeting a monster. It's a they have they have a mission in space of bringing back coal, uh, minerals, precious minerals from other planets. And the spaceship has a breakdown, and the pilots on it are asking for help. So. That was pretty good. I give that a B. Not a whole lot of action, but uh, interesting enough to keep you going. Then there's a movie called Sink, a drama movie. I think it's British. I give it a C plus, mainly because I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> but uh, the final movie I'm going to talk about, then I'll do some on the next show, of course, is called um, King of Thieves. And it has a bunch of British actors in it, most notably Michael Caine, old boy. And uh, it's about a bunch of old jewel thieves. These guys are in their 70s, maybe 80s. There's like uh, eight or nine of them. They decide to rob uh, or heist, do a jewel heist and uh, of a bank, I think, or, or safety deposit boxes. Now, it's, it's pretty good. It's entertaining, and it kind of has some dark humor and some light humor. But it's kind of move slow, and all I can think of is that I think it's a. Although British movies move more faster than other European movies, you know I always say European movies. Well, I don't say it, but it's common knowledge. That most European movies are a lot of uh, dialogue with little action. You're supposed to go by the dialogue. Where American movies are action with a, you know, not so much dialogue or as little dialogue as you can put in there. So, oh, a comedy change. I won't be in Bangor on November 16th. That'll probably be after Christmas, spend some changes there. But uh, I'm looking forward to doing uh, Bangor, the beer fest place in the, by the Bangor Mall. More on that later. But, uh, and still working on my shows, uh, my TV show and a movie. So uh, I have more details on that on uh, future shows. But right now it's uh, Halloween. This is Kim Jong-un, and guess what? For Halloween, I'm going to go as Donald Trump. <laughs> hey, this is Donald Trump. 
and I'm going as Kim Jong-un. Ha, ha, ha. Well, it looks like they're going as each other on uh, Trick or Treat on Halloween. That, that should be interesting. That I would like to see. Well, just in time for Halloween, the top ten ho best Halloween or most popular uh, Halloween costumes for 2018. And by the way, I want to tell you that the ducks are still in the duck pond here up in the great northeast. Uh, reminding you, we're just 11 miles from the Canadian border, Woodstock, uh, near Fredericton, uh, New Brunswick, about 60 miles away. And um, the ducks are still here, surprisingly. We've had snow and we've had ice and freezing rain. And I look in the duck pond and there they are. So I think I'll go as a duck because they are pretty uh, tough characters. I think last year they were gone by the 21st. But anyway, the top 10 uh, Halloween costumes for 2018 are number 10, a princess. Hmm, I might go as a princess. Number 9, a rabbit. I don't know why that would be. I wouldn't want to be a rabbit. But anyway, unless it was Bugs Bunny. Eh, what's up, Doc? Number 8, a pirate. Army bucko. Uh, number 7, I guess any type of superhero, probably Batman or Superman. Uh, number six, Harley Quinn, and I have no idea who that is, I'm sorry. Harley Quinn, must be a, I don't know, a kid's character. Uh, number five, a witch, and I've gone out with a few of those. Number three, some sort of dinosaur, probably from, uh, uh, Jurassic Park or something like that. Number three, a unicorn. And number two... Well, number two is uh, Batman. I guess Batman's still popular. And number one is Spider-Man. I have seen a lot of Spider-Man costumes around. So that is, uh, that sounds about right. I haven't decided yet. Probably Frankenstein. Uh, again, I went one year as a mental patient. It was kind of fun. But people would ask you, what are you? And I'd have to say, what do I look like? And they'd say, a patient? Yes, a mental patient. Escaped mental patient to boot. And the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Dodger fans, L.A. fans. Yep. It was uh, Alex Cora for president. You know, I don't like politicians, but I would vote for Alex Cora. They, uh, they win four games to one. And the one game they lost, they should have won, 18-inning game. So they are the World Series champs, our regional New England Boston Red Sox are the World Series champions for 2018. The best record in baseball. They broke uh, Red Sox almost almost a uh, a entire record by winning 108 games. Uh, they 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 did away with the Yankees who won 100 games. They did away with the Houston Astros who were champs last year and won I think 102 games or 103. And then they uh, do away with the uh, Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. And it's nice to win at home, but it's kind of sweet to also win on the road in Dodgerville, owned by Magic. And the Celtics are starting to play well. They blow out Detroit in Detroit. So uh, everything's looking uh, fine here in Sportsland. And uh, <clears throat> that's the end of our show. It's our Halloween special. And uh, we thank you for tuning in here to the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Here on Renegade Talk Radio, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next show. Remember, it's still our Halloween theme for 2018. Hey, that rhymes. 
This is Count Fartula saying Happy Halloween. Oh, Master, you need some gas eggs. Don't, they don't call me Count Fartula for nothing. <laughs> oh, Master. Again, I'll be in Madison, Maine, by Augusta on uh, October.